The content of this podcast is personal opinion of the hosts and guests and is not to be taken, interpreted, or perceived as medical advice on the practice of medicine. Sure, right. You don't start yelling your Grey's Anatomy stats. See, 30, 30 millicc's of, of saline. I need a two-stat triple bypass on the left flank port side stat. Hi, welcome to the Aesthetic Podcast. This is your host, Aesthetic Ann, R-N-C-A-N-S. And your other host, Sarah. And welcome to the Christmas episode. If you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, the day that it comes out, it's Christmas Eve. Woohoo! So welcome. We have an update for you guys. Well, it's not really an update. It's more of some news on products that we've talked about recently. Right. So when we did our product review on Javo on Evolus, remember I gave it 2.5 syringes? Yeah, you didn't just, like it very much. Yeah, I just wasn't super impressed by it. You were so-so. Did they hear the review? Are they ceasing and assisting us? <laughs> no. No, thank goodness. Uh, but some interesting things have happened along the lines in the aesthetic world. Greater regarding than just us and yeah. drama with a little podcast? Yeah. No, they actually are in some hot water right now. Right. They... they were sued by Allergan. Allergan is claiming trademark infringement. Allergan, the big daddy of neurotoxins on the block. That's right. Allergan, the, the maker of Botox. Botox, that's right. Pretty much the, the who's the guy that owned all the railroads? The Daniel Carnegie of the day. Oh, he was a steel maker. Um, you're thinking of... Um, Rockefeller. Yeah. They're the Rockefeller of the tox. Basically. Rockin' the tox. The Rockefeller talks. So they said, Juvo, you stole our product, you copied our ingredients, and we're kicking you out of the game. Basically, yeah. That's exactly what they did. What's the official statement say? Well, so the official is, at first, the there was a 10-year sentence that was being suggested or imposed that Juvo would not be able to do any business in the United States for the next 10 years. However, the commission reversed that and they decided that Juveau could not do business in the United States for the next 21 months. Wow, what a big jump. 10 years to less than two years. Yeah, well, I think that they got away with that. Like, You feel like they're getting away skinny? I believe so. It could have been a lot worse. That's true. At least it's not like the death penalty. <laughs> yeah, which I think that 10 years would have been equivalent to the death penalty, basically. Right. 10 years is a long time in the aesthetic industry. People you know, trends and things and products grow and change and who knows if they'd be able to keep up. Honestly, even in two years, who knows if they'll make a comeback. Well, and, but apparently according to Evelis, they're not giving up. They're oh, going, they're not taking that? No, they're going to focus on overturning the decision by mobilizing interested parties close to this matter through the presidential review process. That's mm -hmm. a quote. So they say. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Anyway, so there you go. That's information in the aesthetic world, what's going on and rocking in my world. So let's get to our topic. We're talking about drama, face Vas drama, <laughs> face drama, vascular occlusion drama. What's the layman's terms for that? That means your face is changing colors and you have major problems after you've had filler done and you're about ready to get gangrene or lose part of your tissue. Wow. Talk about drama. So how does this happen? We've discussed a couple of times when people get filler, there's different kinds of filler. I like to use the hyaluronic acid fillers on most people, especially if it's the first time that they're getting filler. I kind of call it like the filler 
for, you know, with training wheels because there is an agent that can reverse the filler. So a vascular occlusion happens when that filler product is injected into an artery or a vein. Yikes. Yeah, it is pretty yikes. Or like outside of it, but squishes it. Yeah. that Clamps would, it shut. Yes. And that's a compression. Okay. And a compression, you don't really have to dissolve it. I mean, it's very rare that you have to dissolve it. You just kind of have to massage it, move things around and like get it go get the circulation going again. But in an occlusion, the product is actually inside the vessel and it's stopping the flow of blood, whether it's arterial, which means it's coming from your heart, being pushed out from your heart. Artery. Right. In your artery to your body systemically and providing oxygen to those tissues. Or if it's venous, your venous return means it's coming back from providing the oxygen. So that's going back to your lungs in order to get more oxygen. So it's not as, it's important, but it's not as serious if you have a venous. Artery's more serious, but it's just like a big old traffic jam, right? In the blood flow (laughs) pathway. So what, like what happens? What do you do? If that happens. Well, most of the time when someone is injecting, they will notice that because the skin will immediately change color. It will either blanch, like flash blanch, which means kind of turn white, or um, even with an occlusion and definitely with a compression, it may just kind of start being not white, but it would be kind of gray Maybe a nasty skin tone color. Yeah, it's just it's just not like the rest of the skin around it. It's just not. So pain. as an injector would most of the time immediately notice it. Most injectors would notice it immediately if it's happening at the time of injection. Uh-huh. A little oopsie daisy. Yeah. And then you just grab the little dissolvent and all better. Yeah. And, and when it happens right there in front of you, I mean, it's not the best feeling in the world. It's, you definitely don't want it to happen. However, I do want our audience to know that it does happen to the best of injectors, it happens to physicians, NPs, PAs, nurses, it it happens. Right, because they don't have x-ray vision. They can't tell exactly where a little tiny artery is That's right. on the side of your face. That's right. We have landmarks and we learn our facial anatomy and we do have areas that we know have high vascularization, like right alongside the nose you have your angular artery and that comes down on both sides of your nose and kind of follows that nasolabial fold and on down to, you know, on the lateral side of the corners of your mouth. And then that breaks off into other branches too. So when people have their nasolabial folds done... That's so, a dangerous spot. Yes, it is. It's very... It used to... It's the it, deep water. Yeah, it was the most common, like it was the very first area that we started injecting filler. Oh, great. Yeah. Start with the hardest spot. Well, we thought it was the easiest spot. Are you saying we as in like an industry? Yes. Okay. Yes. Not you personally with your friend or something. <laughs> right. You as an industry. No, the industry. The first indication for filler was for the nasal labial fold area. And it was like, oh, we just put some filler here and da 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 and everything's great. Well, then, and we kind of found out that was a higher risk area. And when that happens, it's not good. So what do you do? Well, Are you like, a, oopsie daisy, no big deal. And you like, don't like try to like, not even like, does the patient even know what's going on? Are you like, okay, pause, stop everything. Hold. Are you okay? Lay down. Are you breathing? Deep breaths. <laughs> close your eyes. Okay. We're going to dissolve this now. Like what, what level of like urgency is this? 
Um, okay, so on a DEFCON level of DEFCON <laughs> 1 to 5, it's definitely a DEFCON 4.85. Okay. <laughs> so you're like... It's a DEFCON 10 in my mind, uh-huh. but I'm trying to be cool, calm, and collected with my patient. Okay. Because you don't want the patient freaking out. Sure, right. You don't start yelling your Grey's Anatomy stats. See, 30, 30 milli-cc's of, of saline. I need a two-stat triple bypass on the left flank port side stat. Right? That's when, like, patients start freaking out is when they start yelling all these terms. You're like, yeah. what is going on? And all my nurse friends that are listening to that are going, like, WTF? <laughs> I didn't teach her any of that because I, like, I have no idea where she, she just pulled some You know what I mean. Together. You know what I mean. It's vascular occlusion kit stat. Okay. Is and what, what we would say. You little emergency kit, what's in there? A little nail file, a hair tie, an extra lash that might fall off or something. That's what's in my emergency kit. Yeah, there you go. That's what's in my purse. Yes. No, it's a couple of different things. So, well, let's, let's back up a little bit. So here's the scenario. I'm injecting somewhere. I see a little flash of white. And, and I'm not talking like angels or... I mean, I guess I could have died, have a stroke or a massive heart attack and drop dead and I see a flash of white. But I'm kind of talking a little different flash of white. Uh It's a flash of white on your skin, on someone's face. Um, And so then I'm going to stop what I'm doing. And there's been times when I have had this happen. So it can happen for other reasons. And I kind of start pressing the skin because there's a thing called capillary refill, right? Our skin has capillaries all over it. So you've locked eyes, you've you've acquired your target, and now you're assessing. Mm-hmm. So now I'm assessing what's you're like, going is on. this what I think it is? Exactly, exactly. A lot of times, the patient will experience like a severe, sharp pain, and they're like, oh, mm, that's it. Oh, okay. And in your mind, you're going, oh, I saw a flash of white skin with that too. And now the skin looks kind of lacy. And, you know, it's got this like what they call a reticular pattern. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of visual uh, signs and symptoms that we get. And, of course, then the patient is saying, oh, this kind of hurts now. Uh, and then we start kind of starting to assess. But sometimes it can not show up that the occlusion has happened until later, several hours later, even a couple of days later. Right, like after you've done your thing, patients paid, walked out the door happy, and then how do you find out that there's a problem? Do you get a call like at 3 a.m. and the person's like, I can't feel my face? No, that hasn't happened yet, and I hope it never does. (laughs) Right, right, right. Um, However, I like to follow up on my patients. So with Botox, I usually follow up a week or so later. Mm-hmm. Just be like, hey, how's everything going? You know, it should start to kick in. Um, but with fillers, I like to follow up about 24 to 36 hours later. I'm kind of thinking that first 24 hours, they're usually on high alert. And if there's going to be an issue or problem, they're usually going to notice it and call me. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, like 24 to 36 hours later, they might not notice because it might be such a slow change. So I will usually call and just make a follow-up call. Hey, how's it going? Any questions? Any concerns? Yada, yada, yada. 
How much of your business is made up of aesthetic and cosmetic medical procedures? Technology and innovation often work faster than the laws governing them and protecting you. Traditional male practice insurance often does not extend to new and innovative procedures. Don't wait until you have a problem to find this out. Endorsed by Cellular Medicine Association and happens to be the same insurance that Aesthetic Ann uses, Schroeder Coverage and their MediCoverage has a plan that covers all of your procedures that you perform. You know that your patients are in good hands. Make sure that your practice is too. As a listener to this podcast, you'll have special access to MediCoverage's plans tailored to the procedures you perform today so you can keep innovating to bring your clients and patients the best experience tomorrow. Contact James Schroeder at Schroeder Coverage and schedule your personal consultation. James can be reached at 440-617-9010 or aestheticmalepracticeinsurance.com. Both of those things are in the description below. Thank you so much to our flagship sponsor. Y'all go check it out. Like I said, linked in the description below. Well, so I actually bring this topic up because... I had a little vascular occlusion scare myself recently. A little scare. Happens to the best of us. So what happened? Well, I literally was getting ready to reach out to that patient that I had taken care of just before the weekend. Uh-huh. And the next day behold, you were like, oh, I'm going to reach out and like see, you know, follow up, like you said. Well, I took care of her on a late Thursday mm-hmm. and I didn't want to bother her. I mean, I, I could have... Like Saturday, Friday night, or Saturday, probably reached out. But I decided to wait until Monday. Well, lo and behold, Monday morning, this text comes shooting across my phone. And the patient was great. She was super happy. She's like, oh, my gosh, I love what you did. They look so great. Da, 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 da. And I look at the photo and like... Oh, she sent you a little selfie? She's, she's like, check it out. I look great. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I had the O... Oh, Dun, dun, dun. Freak out. Yeah. What did you see? I had the O poop emoji moment big time. What did you see? I saw a blue chin. Like how blue? Like she's sending this photo like, oh my gosh, I look great. But her chin is like knocked out blue. (laughs) Like dusky gray blue. Okay. Like definitely discolored. Yeah. But she didn't say anything about it? No. she, She was pointing out what I did and she was super happy about it. And I'm looking at it going... Oh my God. So I'm like in severe freak out and that's code smurf, code smurf. (laughs) Totally. What do we do? Get the kit. It was like freak out with a F A dash R E A K fall reek out. Well, I mean, she's on, she's at home. There's no kit. Like I can't do it over the phone. Right. And I didn't want to freak her out because (laughs) they're like, Oh my God, what's wrong with your face? Right. And so I'm like, Oh, Hey, you know, so like, um, is your lighting, do you have a shadow on your face or something? Like, can you take another photo Uh and just make sure there's not a a shadow or something? She's like, no, I'm in my bathroom. There's no shadow. It's great. I'm like, okay, well, um, Hey, can you give me a call? (laughs) And she's, cause I don't want to text the stuff over the phone to her. I want to talk to her. Right. And, and she was busy. So it took me a couple of times texting her. (laughs) Like, girl, call me. Now. Yeah. So, okay. So tip number one. she's getting sus. She's like, what? What is wrong? What's going on? Exactly. So tip number one to you guys, after you've had filler done and you send a photo to your injector or your injector reaches out to you. To check up. To check up and stuff or whatever. But anytime they see a photo and if they reach back to you and be like, oh, hey, yeah. Can, can we talk? Can you talk for a moment? Just have a couple of questions. 
don't freak out, but like you probably need to talk to your injector so Bottom that they line, can do some If your injector wants assessment. to talk to you, freaking talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's because they want to check up on you. Yeah. But don't so, freak out. It's okay. Yeah. Everything's okay. We're fine. We're good. So I was able to talk to her on the phone, mm-hmm. not in the timely manner that I would have liked. But I've made it clear. Shots and, fired. And she, well, no, you no, occluded no. her face and then you disrespect her. <laughs> no. Just kidding. I'm just like, I wanted to talk to her right then, but she couldn't. And I understand why she couldn't. And I'm not going to get into that because I just don't want any HIPAA, you know, information out there, like any kind, anything that could help identify this person, right? Sure. Um, I did get to speak with her. I let her know what my concerns are. I'm like, well, you know, your lower face looks a little busted, different. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Different color. And then she described a couple of other things to me, which I was like, and I did say to her, I'm like, uh, okay, like that you're she, not making me feel better. You need to come in right now. Well, she's describing things like that she thought was no big deal, but she's like, oh, well, as a matter of fact, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now that you mention it, da, 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 da. Yeah, exactly. So you're like, get your butt here right now. Yeah, exactly. Basically, that's exactly what I did. Okay, so she comes... So let me talk about some of those signs and symptoms real quick. Okay. She may or may not have told me some of these things, but I'm just going to clump this all together. Okay. So number one, so we've talked about color, right? If it's, if it's like a dusky blue, a different color, if you press on it, like you should be able to press on your skin and it blanches white and you let go and it pinks back up. Right. On anywhere on your face, forehead, cheeks, Anywhere on your body that should happen. It's called cap refill. It should happen in less than three seconds. Okay. So... If, if you have a cap refill problem and it takes, you know, five seconds to happen, then you got an issue. Sarah's sitting here doing it to herself. <laughs> I'm checking my legs your just to make refill. sure. Okay. Am I including? One, two, three. No. no. Okay, I'm good. Yeah, you're good. So that's number one, or I guess one and two. And then if you have like a strange lacy pattern, right? If, if you've got this like... Lacy, like that makes me think of like a rash... No, not a rash. Like you've got, it's like blotchy. Okay. Blotchy white. So like there's not a whole area. Well, if you have a whole area that's white, that's a bad thing. Or dusky blue, that's a bad thing. But blotchy Um, like if you have like raised? No, no, no. It's blotchy. Just just, the skin color. The skin color is blotchy. Like it's got white. It's almost like a, yeah, just like white lace kind of, you know. Splotchy. Some of it, some of it's pink, some of it's not. Okay. If the area, I mentioned white, if it's extremely pale, any any area that you just had injected basically that looks different, the skin looks different than what the other skin looks like. But not to be confused with swelling or bruising because those right. are normal and those are expected. Right. So how do you tell the difference? Well, that's a good question. Just and send photos to your injector and be like, hey, this cool? Hey, does this look okay? Yeah. Am I good here? Okay. Cool. I mean, and sometimes it's hard to tell, but... Um, because bruising can be anywhere from like pink or red or purplish blue. It's not going to be like a pale, dusky, like almost bruise. Right. Like a right. gray blue. Right. So now that may happen several like the days. the color of my bedroom Several right days now. after the bruise is healing, but it's going to be turning more yellow and green. Mm-hmm. It's not really going to be like that dusky blue. Anyway, those things. And especially if you have any kind of visual changes. Okay. Because that can happen. Like lack of vision. Lack of vision, spots, floaters, like okay. any any visual changes. Okay. Um, especially in one eye or both. It doesn't matter. But anyway, you need to um definitely get in touch with your injector immediately at that point. 
So back to my little story. So my so my homegirl f- came in. She came in, and in the meantime, I had gotten together, like a lot of places have an emergency kit, and it has things in it that we need to do. So if you have a vascular occlusion, the number one thing is you need to have Hylonex on hand. So is that you, the dissolver? Yes, and that's the the antidote, as we call it. <laughs> okay, antidote. Um, so I highly recommend that if you're going someplace and you're having some filler injections done, they should not be offended if you ask and be like, hey, just before we do this, like you do have Hylonex. You got on the hand, antidote, right? right? You got the antidote, right? <laughs> yeah. They, if they're offended by that, then you might want to give it a second thought. If they don't have it, you definitely want to give it a second thought. Mm-hmm. Just um, like my friends on this podcast told me to ask for it. I'm just double checking. Right. Yeah, they shouldn't be offended. Um, so we have that on hand. And then if you have a vascular occlusion, you want to clear that. Plus, you want to give them a blood thinner. Um, we suggest aspirin. When this was happening, I was thinking wine would probably be better for me <laughs> and the patient. Mm-hmm. That's a really good blood thinner. But no, medically, it's supposed to be aspirin. Interesting that you say that because I've learned from you that if you plan on getting filler, you're really not supposed to you're supposed to avoid any kind of blood thinner for like two weeks before or two weeks after you get your injections. Right. right. But in this case, you're like, not nah, pop the aspirin. <laughs> yeah. Now in this case, we're like, we're throwing every blood thinner at you that we can. <laughs> Thin that yeah. out, baby. Thin that blood. Yeah. So we do that. And then there may be a round of antibiotics that need to be taken because that product has been in there for a while and kind of not where it's supposed to be. It, it, we just kind of prophylactically take care of it, make sure we don't have any infection going. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it has been in there for a while, what can start to happen? So let's say this is three or four days later. What One of the things she was discussing was this little area on her face, which is around the injection area, um, kind of had a little bit of a sore, but she took care of it. Everything was great because she'd put some ointment on it, some... I think uh, Aquaphor, Bacitracin, something like that. And, you know, it seemed to be getting a little bit better. Well, when skin breaks down, it'll start to look like you may have you may have shingles or like herpes simplex one, which is kind of like a red blistering. And it may come up like in one round area. It may come up like in a line. Right, because that skin is like... the artery. The skin is like... Decaying, right? Because it's it, not getting any oxygen. It's not getting any oxygen. It's so dying. It's breaking down, and part of that breakdown is it's going to look blistering and kind of oozy. Now she didn't describe any oozing or anything like that. I wouldn't have expected that to start on the outside. I thought that starts on the inside and makes its way out. Well, and so three or four days later, yeah. If you're oh, it's it shows up on the outside. Right. Got it. Right. Right. Um, the the final ending to the story is thank God. It was not a vascular occlusion. What? It wasn't even I a mean, compression. I mean, that's good. That's great. But what the heck? It wasn't what happened? Even a it was just the perfect storm of... A shadow and it, a couple of, a, of minor... It was a shadow and then a couple of other just like weird things. Wow. So, because she also described some dry scaly patches kind of up near her nose, which to me was telling me that the, you know, it was traveling up, like the decay mm-hmm. <laughs> was traveling up mm-hmm. along that angular artery. Um, but yeah, it was the perfect storm of a, of a what could have been a really bad situation, but ended up being totally fine. She looked great when she came in, and then she's kind of still 
didn't really understand exactly what I was concerned about. So mm-hmm. finally, when I told her, I said, girl, I was like freaking out that you had a vascular occlusion and that, and she's like, well, what does that mean? And the, <laughs> which is kind of interesting because I made sure that she read the consent and she had to initial besides each thing. Right. And I asked her a couple of times, like, do you have any questions? Do you understand everything? Oh, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Okay. But yet when I told her what I was actually worried about, she freaked out at that moment. I was like, oh, my God. Sure. Are you kidding? You, right. That's what it could have been. And you're like, girl, you read that on the consent. You read that <laughs> yeah. that could happen. Excuse me. You said that you understood everything. Yeah. So it's really, really important, you guys that you understand, you know, not only, you know, what can happen at the time, but it can also happen later. And just be well aware that when something just kind of isn't right, be sure and contact your injector. And then also just be aware that things may be totally fine, but until you get in front of the eyes of the person who injected you, of that professional, um, you know, don't take things lightly, but also don't freak out because in this case... You know, I'm really glad that I didn't freak her out because, like, what if she'd had a car accident or something on the way to come see me because she was, like, freaking, totally, totally freaked out or something like that, you know? So just just be aware. She better thank her lucky stars. She ain't got no occlusion. And she had a good injector that was looking out. Well, it was a great trial run for me because I had... I have helped a lot of people who have had vascular occlusions Mm -hmm. and... I thank you, Lord. What do you mean? Like moral support or like physically been there and like assisting them with fixing it? Both. Okay. Um, And have helped people, but have not had to actually deal with one myself. And all I can tell you is that the feeling in your stomach is just the worst feeling ever. Because it, it's just, anyway, it was, it was horrible. I can't Another, imagine. I gave my sister a bad haircut one time and I felt bad. I can't imagine <laughs> how you felt doing that. Yeah, well, hair grows back. Yeah, it does. Well, and skin grows back too. But an, another piece of this story is not only did I have the you know vascular occlusion kit, but this was if it had been a real occlusion, this was several days out. So if the skin had started breaking down like that, um, one of the parts of treatment would have been, and I had already gotten on the phone to find a hyperbaric chamber, but treatment for skin that is all, already broken down they have to have hyperbaric treatment and those run about four to $600 a session. And they're going to have to have one to two sessions a day for a couple of days. And then at least one session a day for several more days. So a total is covered by your insurance. No, and a total of about (laughs) seven to 10 days. What the heck's covered by your insurance? Well, I mean, I can't, I don't know for sure, but that was an elective treatment. So, you know, I don't know if a lot of insurance will cover. Get James on the podcast. (laughs) What covers us? Oh, you're talking about, that would cover me. Yes. Yes. My liability. Yes. I'm talking about you as an injector, you have insurance. So would your liability insurance pay for those? No, not pay for their treatments. It would pay if they wanted to sue me, but, but they'd also have to prove that I was negligent. And that I was not doing things properly. Sure, right. But I had done everything in my power, power mm-hmm. you know, properly, um, especially with the follow up and and all of that, and and that we had the kit and that we started, you know, we would have started to work on things. Um, so that would have all been fine. But no, it totally, totally would have covered me. Um, my liability insurance would cover me. However. Um, 
that's a different subject. Don't really want to get into that. But it is very clear, and it should be clear in the consents that people are signing. I do let people know that if there is any additional medical treatment that needs to go beyond just the standard, you know, the procedure that we're doing and what we're paying for, so something like this, that it is, you know, it, it is financially out of their pocket. And I do discuss that with people in advance. Um, and I also, uh, if there's other things involved, like we mentioned, like if there's any visual changes, right? So they'd have to go see like an ocul- oculoplasty. Now, their insurance, their insurance would probably cover that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if their insurance would cover a hyperbaric chamber though. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but yeah, so huh, it was it was very... Um, enlightening and I guess you could call it a trial run mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. what uh, a great experience yeah well thanks for sharing that yeah I just I just want the public to know like it can happen to the best of us please don't throw your injectors or anyone under the bus or think they're a whole horrible person because it can happen right but like you said there is a difference between negligence and and this type of accident yeah and it's important to when an injector, you know, something like this is going on, that you cooperate with them. And if they're asking you to come into their office, if you're describing something by text or over the phone, just and they're asking you to come in, please go in. Don't push back. Don't give them a hard time because it really is for your safety. It's for your well-being, your safety. Mm-hmm. And please give us a peace of mind. Let us get our eyes on you. Yeah. <laughs> the sooner the better. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you guys for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this little story time episode. (laughs) Glad that everything worked out. Thank you for listening. Merry Christmas. And we hope you have a happy new year. And we will um, be back the first of the year for a brand new episode 2021. So make sure that you subscribe. Make sure you leave a five-star review. If you haven't already, you could be featured on the next episode. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye.